Welcome to For Your Success with Katie Horner, an inspiring program about overcoming the I'm too small mindset, redefining success, and growing your lifestyle business legacy without fear. Welcome back to episode 35 of the For Your Success podcast, where we challenge the comparison mindset and teach that you're never too small to have an influence, follow your dreams, or build a successful online business. Thank you for listening today. I'm your host, Katie Horner, and it's an honor to have you with us. I'm grateful for each one of our listeners and subscribers and those that share the show with others. You can find the links and mentions from today's episode at bloggingsuccessfully.com forward slash 035. Today's resource highlight is ConvertKit. It's the top email service provider as far as I'm concerned. It's great for entrepreneurs and it's one that I personally use at bloggingsuccessfully.com. ConvertKit allows you to customize and streamline your subscriber's experience in ways that no other email service does or has in my experience, helping you serve your readers better and retain them longer, turning them into loyal fans. You can get the details at bloggingsuccessfully.com forward slash ConvertKit. In the last episode, 34, we met a lady who's been successful with soap and has built a business around it. Today's guest, though, has claimed his stake in the woman-dominated world of Pinterest. With a blog and a podcast on the subject, this photographer and web developer now shares social media marketing knowledge about the mystifying platform. Having met the manly Pinterest tips guy in person at Social Media Marketing World in San Diego, I knew I had to bring him on the show. And so it's with great pleasure that I introduce you to Jeff Sai, the manly Pinterest tips guy. All right, it's such a privilege today to have with us the uh, founder of manlypinteresttips.com. Welcome to the show, Mr. Jeff. Well, thank you, Katie. I'm very excited to be here. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Uh, You're one of the first people that I ran into at the Social Media Marketing World Conference this year, and uh, just so tickled to have made your acquaintance and now to be able to have you on the show. Um, Your show has been great entertainment and education for me in blogging, and this is a real privilege. Well, thank you. It's it's, Social Media Marketing World is so much fun. I'm so glad that I went... That was like my third year, but it, the best thing is to meet people, you know, that you can po- finally put a, you know, a face to the voice or, you know, words, you know, you've read, read their blog for so long and you are finally be able to uh, meet them. And I've had friends that I've actually collaborated with that I never met until I went to Social Media Marketing World. So it's always a blast. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. And you, you were a speaker this year. Mm-hmm. and shared some of your Pinterest tips there for us. But um, Pinterest hasn't always been your thing. Tell, give us a little bit of, of the backstory of how you got into online business and then transitioned into the Pinterest world. Sure. So it started, I got into computers back when I was in college because back then uh, I was into, I loved the computer games. And so you had to like configure your computer to, um, you know, play these games and load it with floppies and all that stuff. And so um, I got into computers and I always loved those. And then, um, you know, I was going to school and then I got married and ended up in Longview, Texas, where my wife had a good job. And uh, our first, uh, my son was going to be born. And I was like, I got to get a real job. And so I said, well, I can do websites and stuff. So I started a little website thing. And then I got hired by a design company. And I learned a lot in the three years that I was there 
it was a photography studio and then it, they they hired me to be their multimedia manager so i learned a ton and then uh the kind of writing was on the wall that that thing was going to fold and so i started my own company uh called his design uh right about when my daughter was born and um Started doing, you know, website design and did a lot of video stuff, did some commercials, long form video for places. And so that did really well. And then I finally decided to start taking, you know, what all the advice I was giving my clients about the social media stuff, they needed to be on it. And so I went kicking and dragging into the social media sphere. And I got really involved uh, with this thing called Google Plus, if you can believe it. Uh, met a lot of people <laughs> there. It was taken off. Um, a lot of people don't know, like the video stuff that you know, Facebook Live and all this stuff's going crazy right now. Um, but you know, three years ago, Google had Google Hangouts, and that was on the cutting edge. And I actually went with some people uh, to South by Southwest, and we hooked up this thing with a cell phone. We were able to do Google hang Hangouts mobily, and we got to interview Guy Kawasaki and all sorts of cool stuff. And so uh, these guys, and what happened is I started my own blog and 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 did some stuff. Um, and I wrote this article because I had I had listened to Cynthia Sanchez uh, beyond the social media marketing podcast by, with Michael Stelzner talking about Pinterest and how it was driving all this traffic. And I had this new blog and I was like, well, I need to drive traffic to it. So I started to get on Pinterest. And anyway, I wrote this article uh, called Manly Pinterest Tips Number One. And it was all about how I created a secret board with my daughter. And how we would share that. She would pin stuff, you know, that she wanted me to make for supper since I'm, I'm the cook of the family because my wife's a teacher and it just makes sense because I'm at home. <laughs> and um, so she pinned me recipes she wanted me to do and then crafts she wanted to try. And so it was this neat little thing that we had that was just for us. Nobody else was on it. And I wrote an article about it. Well, it did really, really well. And so I did like Manly Pinterest Tips number two and number three. And it was kind of tongue in cheek because, you know, and it still is kind of considered this female only platform. Uh -huh. And uh, so I, I did that, and then you know Google Hangouts were coming out, and somebody guy, somebody said, "Hey, we need you need to do a show and call it Manly Pinterest Tips." And I'm like, "Okay." Uh, so I got four other guys, and they actually had way more followers than I did. I mean, on Google Plus, like t you know thousands. Like one of them was Mike Alton, and he's a he's a still a, an incredible blogger. And so we did these shows, and we did oh I don't know 15 of them, and but we interviewed people like. Guy Kawasaki, and then we got and we actually interviewed people like um, who the executive producer to Pretty Woman uh, and Under Siege, and we so we got all these cool people we were able to interview, and it went really well. And then I relaunched it and called. I started a site called Mainly Pinterest Tips and relaunched it with just myself interviewing people, and it started with just Pinterest people, and then it kind of went more than that into you know visual marketing and stuff and started a podcast and it and it did really really well and so that's kind of how it started and it just blossomed from that from the doing a podcast uh i got invited to speak at podcast movement about pinterest and so that was my first real big speaking gig on pinterest and then i was invited to be on michael stelzner's podcast and which was a big deal and so i got on there and talked about pinterest well then he invited me to be a part of his uh, social media summit which was their online conference and uh was on that and then was asked to speak at social media marketing world and so i've done that for two years in a row and i'm actually now uh part of the social media examiner team i'm uh work on their social team and actually run their pinterest and instagram accounts so it all started with this little show called mainly pinterest tips and it's just it's been a fun little ride it's been crazy mm. 
That's amazing. And, and you know, that it started with something with your daughter is so interesting, right. too, that just you know, sharing how you use something and it grew into this, this big thing. Now, I've had both ladies and men comment to me how much they love your show. So um, it's, it's really cool that you've been able to get your foot into that mainly women-owned niche of Pinterest and really make an impact there. Right. And it was hard to pivot. I mean, it wasn't easy. I mean, because I had been doing kind of local stuff and then going kind of and doing a personal brand. I never really set out to do that. Um, but I thought about it in the shower. And I'm like, you know, that'd be kind of funny, you know, <laughs> and, 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 you know, I, I do all sorts of social media. I mean, I'm just Pinterest is just, you know, I looked at the, the market and, you know, I knew I couldn't compete with Jay Bear or Michael Stelzner or any of those people getting started out. But I like there's not a really a guy on Pinterest talking about it. I can do that. Mm-hmm. And so um, it just happened that, you know, I was at the right place at the right time and I was and I was able to pivot. And it was scary. I mean, I had one lady um, send me an email, said, get off my platform. Oh, <laughs> started. And I'm like, oh, OK. And, I, you know, I was like, oh, I don't what is this? You know, I didn't know how it would be received. But <laughs> luckily uh, it, it went it went well. And it's been a lot of fun. And, you know. Um, it's not so much just, you know, women on Pinterest anymore. There's tons of stuff for guys. So it's been really fun to, to be in that space. What were some of the limiting beliefs you had? I know that you're, you're pretty go-getter and, you know, hey, I could do that. But I know that we all, the human part of us, still struggles with some of the, some of the lies we believe for our own and some of the superimposed doubts that others place on us. Talk a little bit about your struggles in getting started and how you overcame those. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing with coming up with a new idea and trying it's always scary. And, and a lot of people don't know this, um, but one of the things is my show is live, which is hard because I can't batch it out like you know the, a lot of the big podcasters do. And then I, I take it and, be, and make it a podcast. And so I get – I mean, I still get nervous every time I go live on camera or get up on stage. And so, I mean, I, it still makes me nervous. And a lot of people are like, what? Are you kidding me? And the thing is – and Pat Flynn said this, you know, every time – Anything that brings value or, or is usually turns out to be good for you is scary. So, I mean, it, it's still – you have to push yourself past those scary moments and those, like you had just mentioned, uh, self-doubt. And there's a lot of self-doubt when you pivot your brand and you're getting out there in front of people. I mean, even starting a podcast and interviewing people. I mean, it's – you one, you know, live, you never know what's going to happen. And two, you know – I mean, I remember the first time – when I mentioned we went down to South by Southwest, I was there with another guy named Ronnie Benser, and he was a he was a Google Hangout expert. And we got up to interview Guy Kawasaki, and the hotel kicked us out. And I'm freaking out because this is my first kind of big interview, and I had pulled some strings with a friend. I, I was really good friends with Peg Fitzpatrick, who actually runs all of, so, of Guy's social media stuff. And she was the one who got me the opportunity to interview him. And I'm like, we're getting kicked out of the hotel. And then, you know, and Guy's like, what's going on? What's, you know, you guys, stuff's not working. And I'm like, oh, no. And we actually interviewed him outside. And they made us get off the square, the concrete square in front of the hotel. And Guy was nice. And he was very kind and did the interview there. But you know, those things, you know, and you can't let those those you have to push past them. You, mm-hmm. you know, I wanted to run, <laughs> like, oh, thanks, guys, see ya. But we, I didn't. I stayed and persevered through hotel security and what we needed to do. Um, so it's, it, it's just very, um, you know, you, you just have to push past those. And so limiting things is, 
you know, the fear of uh, not, you know, making it or, or looking stupid. I think that's the thing that some, a lot of people uh, deal with. And, um, you know, and then trying to figure out what your strengths are. I'm like, am I really good at this? Um, I'm not a very good I mean, I can write okay, but it's just not my strength. So that's why I went with doing video and podcasting. <laughs> so it's a lot easier for me. But uh, yeah, I think that was the the big limiting belief was just, you know, doing that first show and going, okay, people didn't hate it, <laughs> and I, I have a place where I can I can I can get better. Uh, but have you know pushing through every time? That's the thing. I mean, and consistency is the other thing. I think you got you have to really you know, people have to struggle through. I think the, what is the stats that most podcasts don't get past the seventh episode. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the things I really thought. It's like, you know, even if it stinks, I'm going to do at least seven. You know, I'll just, I'll just do seven. And then if it's horrible, I can shut down. So. <laughs> if you're just tuning into our show today, we're listening to Jeff with manlypinterstips.com and He's sharing about what it takes to push through some of those early struggles and getting your business started. And one of the things you just mentioned, Jeff, um, had to do with recognizing your strengths and your weaknesses. That doesn't necessarily come naturally to a lot of us. How do you recommend, as someone just getting started, to, to be able to evaluate um, their strengths and weaknesses and know um, maybe they have an idea what they're good at, or maybe they just want to do it all. What what are your what's your best advice for using those, figuring them out, and then using them to your benefit? The best thing that I did was uh, collaboration, and and you know the the biggest thing when I first started doing social media is I, I gave a lot of stuff away for free. I did videos for people. I let them see my the stuff I was doing, uh, and I didn't ask right away. I didn't go hey. You know, I didn't let them do. I didn't do one thing. And say, hey, since I did that for you, will you do this for me? I didn't do that. Um, I made I I made thoughtful comments on people's posts. I mean, I commented and shared enough stuff that Peg and I developed a friendship, and she has been my biggest advocate that I have. That I mean, she just really has helped me out and uh, done a lot of stuff for me, and we work together on things. And um, I can ping her with ideas and say, hey, is this good? And she'll tell me honestly. And I have other people who do the same thing, like Mike. Alton Still and uh, Lisa Meredith, who's another uh, Pinterest pro, um, and we all co we collaborate on stuff, and and I, they will tell me that's a stupid idea. Uh, I remember when I first came up with my Manly Pinterest Tips logo, is I, I it was blue, it had a blue background, and it was a horrible blue. It looked like you were slowly choking a Smurf, and um, <laughs> it was awful. And I sent it, and I was all proud of it, and I sent it to some people, and Alisa came back and said, nah, that's not, no. And it was funny because other friends, you know, like around, close friends, like, oh, it's great. You know, they'll just kind of tell you what you want to hear. But Alisa was like, no, nah, why don't you try red? And that's what became my logo, and it's very, that's one of the things that people really tell me that they like and recognize the most about. And um, so those kind of things, I think, are collaborating with people. If I could do it all over again, I would start doing masterminds a lot earlier. I'm currently involved with two masterminds, and I've had relationships with them for over, you know, you know, two years almost. And um, that is a great place to get honest feedback and to help each other out. And that has just really changed my business, and really probably has pushed through a lot of stuff. You know, even when I was first starting, you know, one of the things I wanted to do was, I said, you know, a good beard takes about a year to grow. So I'm going to try this personal branding thing for a year. I'll grow a beard, and if it doesn't work, I'll shave it off. 
But I ask people, you know, is that a good idea? Should I even do that? And they're like, yeah, try it. You know, you can always shave it off later. And so, <laughs> you know, having people you can bounce ideas off of and have honest feedback, man, it can just change. It just really does change your business. I mean, it, it really, really does. That's interesting that you bring that up because we just talked with Aaron Walker in episode 31 about mm. masterminds and the great benefit that they've been to him and his business through the year. So um, for yeah, those it, of you listening, you really need to check out masterminds and find some people that are um, in the same, not the same space, not the same niche necessarily, but in the same um Oh, what would you say? The same steps as you are in growing their business and that you can rally around each other and really be that support for each other. Yeah, and, and Aaron is a great, I mean, his book's awesome and he's a great guy. Um, and yeah, and you, you want to find people who are like one or step, one or two steps ahead of you. You don't want to have, you like being in a mastermind with Tony Robbins right now would be really hard, you know, because he's, hey, <laughs> or, you know, a Gary Vee or, or somebody like that, but somebody who's a couple steps ahead or something you aspire to. Um, even there's some even paid ones that are good. I know Aaron Walker does those, but like mine just happened kind of organically. Um, I actually, I went to podcast movement before I spoke because I was trying to learn about how to do a podcast and it was in Dallas. And then I, I met Eric Fisher, um, and some other guys and that became my first, uh, pod, uh, first mastermind. And all these guys were doing podcasts and Eric and I are still in a mastermind together. He's also now my manager at social media examiner, which is kind of interesting too. So it, it all kind of um, it all kind of works out, and it's it's very cool. But yeah, masterminds. If there's one thing you could do to you know grow your business and push past where you are right now, is to join a good mastermind. And don't be afraid to leave ones that aren't a good fit for you, because I've done that as well. So you know, try them, and then make sure that it's performing and doing what you need it to do. And then if not, there's nothing wrong with leaving. And are the ones that you're participating in, are they long-term masterminds or are they specific around a certain goal? Uh, the, first, the ones I started out first was, uh, it was all, all kind of podcasters. Now it's kind of uh, business-driven, you know, different uh, things for business and personal growth. So, you know, it's, it's kind of changed over time. Some of the, the, the members have kind of stayed the same. Um, but the, the cool thing about masterminds now is you don't have to be in the same town. I mean, all my masterminds, people, I mean, uh, the, I'm in one with Elisa as well, and um, another one of our members, Ian Anderson Gray, he's in the United Kingdom, and so we just meet over on Skype, and it's awesome, and it still is super valuable, and it's just um, it's just incredible, the stuff you can do now. Mm-hmm. I know one of, one of my masterminds is all centered around memberships and membership programs, and, and each of us you know, bringing to the table what we're doing and how it's working or what we're looking for. And then another one that I have is more business driven. And so, um, I, I reiterate that to our listeners that the mastermind can be huge for you growing your business. It's a really, really, really good resource. So, um, Jeff, before we leave today, I would love for you to share with our audience, your definition of success. Um, I'm going to echo what Chris Brogan says. Uh, success is having the ability to say no to things. And, you know, even a little bit farther is to, you know, be in charge of your, your schedule and doing what you love to do. Uh, I, you know, and success can change, you know, and I think having many goals. I just finished reading the, the 12-week year, which is an incredible book. Anybody should read that about um, putting, you know, getting your tasks and putting things together. But, um 
that success I think has changed. You know, for me it was originally I wanted to make enough money I could still stay home because my kids were young. And my definition, and so my son is getting ready to graduate, and I, I think that I have been a success. Now, uh, I don't have a gazillion dollars or anything like that, but I did accomplish that goal of being home and being able to go to my kids' games and plays and, and all sorts of stuff and, and go with them on vacations if I wanted to. So I feel like I was successful in that way because um, I was able to do that. Um, and But my definition of success is going to change when they get – you know, my son's a senior next year, and my daughter it will graduate the year after um, high school. And so all of a sudden, we're going to be empty nesters, and I'll have a little bit more time to do, you know, more things with the, the company and podcasting, all that stuff. And so uh, that su- definition definition of success will change. Uh, so I, I think it's okay to change those. I mean, um, mine has always been a geared around family, is being able to spend time with my family. I mean, Nobody's perfect, and I, you know, I've had to miss games before because I've had stuff I've had to do for clients. But you know, that's to me is success is being able to spend time with your loved ones and be around with them. Um, you know, during these, for me, my kids, you know, really uh, impressionable years was really, really important to me. So that was my definition of success. So uh, I guess that's kind of a long answer <laughs> to a short question. But that, <laughs> Well, I know you're a visual guy. What do you feel like is the best visual picture of the entrepreneur journey? Hmm. Boy, that's a good question. Um, the best picture of an entrepreneurial journey is, um, let me think. I guess it would, to me it would be around, um, I love Christmas time. That's one of my favorite times if I think visually and I do a lot of wood carving and one of my favorite things to carve is Santa's I just I don't know it just makes me happy um so I, I would say you know having my for me success would be everybody home around you know the table laughing um I know that's a, probably a weird definition for success for entrepreneurs but I think that changes for everybody you know mm-hmm. some of them may be you know sitting at a laptop on a beach uh, that may be their dream that they can work remotely anywhere in the world that they want to, and so um, that, maybe that's their definition of success. But mine is is family and and faith and and um, you know being there for my kids. Um, I I have a great relationship with my dad and my mom. We go over to their house every Sunday and eat dinner. I would love to have that with my kids and my grandkids. Hmm. Well, thank you, Jeff. We've been talking with Jeff from ManlyPinteresttips.com, and we'd love for you to go over there and visit his site. And right in the sidebar, you're going to find a bright red box. This is the Manly Tackle Box, which is a bunch of free tools that he has available for you to be able to up your game with Pinterest and get more exposure for your business through the better use of that platform. So, Jeff, thank you so much for being with us today and for sharing all of your insights and stories. Thanks, Katie. I sure appreciate you having me on. People ask me a lot which email service provider I use. So let me tell you about ConvertKit and why I wish I'd switched to ConvertKit sooner. In ConvertKit, every subscriber counts as one subscriber, and I'm only billed by the subscribers I have, not by the amount of lists they're on. One subscriber can be on multiple lists and still count as one subscriber. I can also have multiple opt-ins for each list without having to create a separate uh, list for each opt-in that I want to create for my website. 
I can have sequences set up very easily and quickly. I can tag people based on actions that they take right within the email. I can resend an email. If I didn't get enough opens, I can uh, edit the email and resend it to the people who did not open, giving them a second chance. I also love that I have odd, um, analytics right in the forms. I can tell how many people opted into that specific form. And I can also um, tag them um, based on the form. I love the integrations that this does. It integrates with Aweber, with WooCommerce, with a hundred other things. Uh, it integrates with lead pages. And I, you know how much I love lead pages, right? So this is just an awesome program. If you want to, to streamline and customize the email experience that your readers are getting, you definitely want to check out ConvertKit. Bloggingsuccessfully.com forward slash ConvertKit will get you all the information you need. Thanks for listening to the For Your Success Podcast with Katie Horner, presented by bloggingsuccessfully.com. For show notes and links to the resources mentioned in today's episode, visit www.foryoursuccesspodcast.com. You've been so caught up in figuring out how to market your business the quote right way, you found yourself overwhelmed and your dream a little muddied. What if a simple mindset reset could help you realign your vision, refine your expectations, and revive that dream for your business? I'm Katie Horner, author of The Flamingo Advantage, and for two decades, I've been teaching business owners just like you how to make your business and marketing decisions with faith, with clarity, and with purpose, empowering God's people to live out their best worship through the business. My framework teaches how to realign your mindset and your business practices with God's Word so that you no longer operate in fear or lack of criticism, but in confidence and powerful intention. I'd love to invite you to grab a free copy of my book, Just Pay Shipping, at freeflamingobook.com. You, my friend, have an advantage, and your uniqueness helps you live out God's purpose for you in the world. freeflamingobook.com.